you are a general for the Air Force of any country that doesn't have to be the West, it doesn't have to be the United States, it could be whatever country you are watching this in or from, man or woman, doesn't matter. You are a tremendously respected general, one of the greats, one of the people in the last, say, 30, 40 years, everywhere you go, people, they stand up for you when they're sitting down, all of that. That's how much you know respect they have for you. You're a general particularly for the Air Force Division of the of the military in which you're serving for. And you see over your career, not in one shot, but over a prolonged period of time, you notice a lot of little, you could say, niches or problems that could be fixed, you know, with respects to uh, infrastructure and things like this. For example, why is this energy or this energy system not using this when it could be or what have you? But, you know, you understand the political side of stuff. You don't ask any questions. You know, you, you know, you kind of just keep your mouth shut. But then you complete your career, you retire with tremendous awards and, and all of that. And you say to yourself, after a few months into retirement, you say to your partner at your home, honey, I've gone almost 40, 50 years looking at all of these different you know, scenarios and, and problems. And I know on a classified level, on a sensitive, restricted level, there are solutions to these problems. Why don't I make a company in the private industry with my contacts in the federal government to then try and solve some of these problems. So you do that, you set up a company, everything goes good, you have your network because again, you're tremendously respected. But here's the problem. Every time you try and go, for example, to the Senate, to Congress, I'm using Western examples here, please forgive me if you're not in the West, but you see what I mean, parliament, you name it. All of a sudden, all these politicians say, oh, it's a beautiful idea, sir, you know, this and that, because even though you're retired, you still have the respect. But every time you try and go on the news, every time you try and say to the, you know, any of these politicians, can I discuss this with you in a forum publicly or something like this? They don't say no, but they just never answer you. Why? Why is that the case? Wh who or what is pulling the strings behind the scenes so that solutions cannot be provided for the prolonged and everlasting problems that we've had for X amount of time. So with that said, welcome folks to today's emergency broadcast episode number two. I promise to get down right to the point. Again, today's uh, title of the episode is Harnessing Water Cubes UDA for HE3 MHD Tesla Towers in brackets, in closed brackets, DARPA. Now, before we do that, I, I do want to say that we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Generation Z. What you're about to see in this episode, we delve into far more extensively on our Patreon, on our member side, things like this. We do have a Substack as well, davez.substack.com. We try and take a neutral, yet both spiritual and military intelligence approach, logistically, data-based, and even intuitively from the heart, not just the brain. We try and mix the two in a way that we can try and come to a conclusion, not the conclusion, because just because, again, I'm here in front of the screen or the microphone doesn't make me more correct than any of you, right? With that said, let's dive into it. So I'm going to share my screen with you folks here, and we're going to break all of this down very strongly, very simply, very extensively, okay? Watercube 5.0, Genesis Systems, all right? Genesis, and I want to be very clear, I actually applaud this company, as a matter of fact, I do not mean to use sarcasm or anything like this. Genesis provides water at the edge, elegant, sustainable, economical, and green water solutions. So for example, again, let's stick with the retired Air Force General example. You see all these problems throughout your career, and after you retire, you want to open up a company that can provide these solutions, sort of like, well, I don't know, generating water out of thin air or something like this. 
my gosh, doesn't that sound crazy? Well, guess what? These solutions are available, but for, for some reason, they're not being brought to market. Watercube 5.0, in my humble opinion, being one of them. And yes, we see here a breakthrough in technology and process, generating fresh water from air using technologies never before conceived, right? Produced distilled water on demand or 24 hours, off-grid, portable power, fully automated and sustainable, no pollution, hazardous byproducts or water rights issues. Now, the devil's advocate to this is, well, Dave, you know why they won't come out with this. Come on, you're not naive, especially you of all people. It's going to create more freedom and independence within smaller groups and elements of the, of the human species so that the larger human, uh, uh, you could say, element cannot control the rest, the sub-elements. In other words, the government cannot control the rest of us. I understand that, but I do believe there's a way these things can come out with respects to creating some form of, dare I say, um, formation regulation while allowing the people to truly be free. And you may say, Dave, that's a bold step. How, do, how or what do you propose based off of that? Well, we understand what the water cube is, right? We see here Genesis systems, all of that. But then we have to look at what UDA is, okay? UDA stands for observe, orient, decide, and act, all right? I believe this is Lieutenant Colonel, but I could be incorrect. Forgive me if I am John Boyd's Uda loop, right? You observe the problem, you orient the problem and the solutions based upon the context in which you're applying the problem to. And when I mean context, I mean, are you applying this solution that you have, such as the water cube solution? Are you applying it to a city? Are you applying it to a country? Are you applying it to a town? It's very context-based, right? And based off of that, you have to see the cultural traditions of the town the analysis and the synthesis of the way in which all of this comes together with respects to, for example, those into philosophy, Hegel's di dialectic, right? You have the thesis, the antithesis, and then the synthesis. You have then the genetic heritage. You then have new information, previous experiences, all of this combined into one. Now, of course, we could point out the uh, glaringly obvious, you know, we could say esoteric occult geometric symbolism. We'll get to that shortly. So as you orient the context around what you want to do, you then decide how you're going to implement this solution or problem right then you're going to act on it and then based on the acting you then adjust readjust things like this as we see down here with respects to the environment and its interactions you take feedback you bring it back around and it just keeps going and going it's a never-ending circle now you may see dave why is this so significant well i'll skip the boring stuff folks i'll tell you why because it's happening all around us and I'll explain what I mean by that very short. It's actually been happening all around us for quite some time now, long before even I was born, in my opinion. For example, the register.com, China discovers unknown mineral on the moon, names it change site dash bracket Y close bracket. Helium-3 also draws excitement as future fusion energy source. Interesting. Okay, it was named after Chang'e, forgive me if, I, if I'm butchering the pronunciation, a moon goddess in Chinese mythology. Okay. My humble perspective, this mineral it probably could be found on the moon, but they've been able to develop, manufacture, you name it, all of it here on Earth for decades. This is one form of the implementation of the UDA strategy in which the Chinese Communist Party, no, I'm not saying for better or worse, genuinely, is implementing their overall narrative relative to how they want to disseminate it to the public. Now, why do I say that? Why do, why do I say, well, this has been around for so long? And, and again, let's play devil's advocate, Dave. You can say anything you want. Where's the data? I, I applaud you folks for asking that. DesignYouTrust.com, Soviet-era Tesla Towers, mysterious object in Moscow suburbs. Interesting, isn't it? Huh. 
It has been used for testing the resistance of aircraft to lightning, but got abandoned after the collapse of the Soviet. Oh, yeah, that's that's exactly what it was. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, that's I mean, don't get me wrong. It's multi-purposed, multi-pronged. It could be used for many different things. There are TikTok videos on this as well. What's with again, does this not seem like what the ancients called the serpent rope? Right. For example, enabling potentially a traversable wormhole using the energy that, you know, for example, oh, I don't know, Nikola Tesla proposed was all around us that, you know, whether it's Dr. Salvatore Paez's super force, Dr. Pudov's zero point, you know, uh, Jack Sarfati's Evo, exotic vacuum objects, excuse me, or again, dare I say what the Bible or Jesus Christ is called the Holy Spirit. These devices seem to be tapping into the same underlying energy. Now, you might be saying, Dave, what does this have to do with the overall concept of harnessing the water cube? Well, we notice that the platonic solids, the square, the circle, and the triangle are constantly manipulated over and over again all around us, not just in UAP, UFO, and all of that. But we find those same type of platonic solids to be the case within an underground ocean. SciTechDaily.com, scientists discover water deep within Earth. Interesting. They're in crystalline forms that inhabit the platonic solids. But the reason I bring all of this up is because it's almost as if the planet is living and breathing and its heartbeat, which we know as the Schumann resonance, is emitting some type of energy that can constantly regurgitate this type of, dare I say, crystalline platonic solid structure. Now, I say that because we find similarities, again, SciTechDaily.com, in the brain. Shocking experiment indicates our brains use quantum computation. Again, here's the thing with entanglement and all of that spooky action at a distance, right? We see here entanglement. Okay, here's the thing. When we say quantum, there are academic papers that criticize certain individuals that say, well, you're using the word quantum. What does that mean? This is the part where I'm going to be completely honest with you folks. I unfortunately, for those that know the show well, you know, I, I do not say things with such certainty quite often. But what I'm about to say here is that, yes. Quantum, there is, there is specific meaning to it, but truth be told, very humbly, I don't want to end up with a bullet in my head, so I'm just going to walk up to the line that I cannot cross for now, but, and I'll just leave it there. What do I mean by that? Well, for example, let's elaborate on this, you know, quantum word. What does that mean, okay? Relative to the Tesla towers and all of this, let's use open data pubchem.ncbi.nlm.nah.gov, magneto hydrodynamic system and method. Granted in 1989, this patent, okay, we see here Coltec Corp United States, the company names probably always change as they normally do within the intelligence community, but what does this do? It is an apparat apparatus and method for non-equilibrium, in other words, perhaps non-closed circuit, I'm just speculating, MHD, magnetohydrodynamic generation, including a cyclone combustor in which part particulate metal is oxidized to form non-gaseous byproducts, just like the oxidization of, of epinephrine pens with adrenochrome and all of this. Oh, well, what, well, I'm just gonna leave that there. A low molecular weight working gas, such as hydrogen or helium, is energized by mixture thereof in said cyclone generator. Substantially non-gaseous oxi oxidation byproducts are removed by the cyclonic action from the working fluid. The thus energized working fluid with its swirling movement neutralized by the in introduction of a further portion of working fluid is then derived through a nozzle to the magnetohydrodynamic generator. What is magnetohydrodynamic? According to Wikipedia, is the study of magnetic properties and the behavior of electrically conducting fluids such as plasmas, liquid metals, salt water, electrolytes. Okay, long story short, it's using magnets 
and liquids, basically, right? Okay, you may say, Dave, people have tried this at home and some interesting phenomena or things have come up, but nothing that, that could substantiate to, the, to the, the point of, well, is this used for propulsion? Could this be used in things like, for example, this is hyperspeculation, the water cube solutions, right? Well, look at this right over here. We see, again, this was, look at how many years, 1986, folks, 1986. But look at some of the patent designs. Are they not eerily similar to Nikola Tesla's patents? Are they not eerily similar as well to Dr. Salvatore Paez's patents, right, on the concept of coiling and rings and things like this? But you may say, Dave, hold on. You're telling me that if I mix strong enough magnetic force in some form or some context and meet certain conditions relative to the liquid that it's interacting with, I can produce like what anti-gravity or what can I do folks many different things and I don't mean to be overly vague you can simulate local environments you can create quote unquote objects of mass you can many many things like this now you may say Dave why can't we just follow the instructions on the patent this is where I will tell you folks there's a missing key there is a missing key here they are they are leaving out if you will the missing component if you want to call it that now why do I say they're leaving out the missing component just like just like in the cave drawings okay we see over here in the cave you folks remember the, the plasma beings the cave in on, on the cave drawings right plasma man well look at this <clears throat> i sketched this out take a look at this right over here what we have is the kabbalah right we have the four nodal points connecting with the fifth one okay right and i drew this myself here just to give an idea and a divider in the middle to signify the opposing end which is what our great friend of the show dan winter speaks on of the pine cones kissing but take a look at this if we connect the two and then look we draw some arms is that not the plasma man on the cave drawings as people have discussed i could be wrong and I really do mean it when I say neutrally, please decide for yourselves, folks. Now, one last thing I'd like to bring up before wrapping all of this up, if you will, is this right over here, fizz.org, October 20th, 2011. I want to be very clear, 2011. This is nothing recent. DARPA looking to master propaganda via narrative networks. Now, you may say, Dave, this article is from 2011. Why should or would this apply now? Why wouldn't it? Why shouldn't it? Is there anything in the article that says, and I mean this genuinely, that says, or is there a new article that says DARPA shut down the program? Is there anything that would indicate, for example, that this is, you know, somehow stopped for some reason? I think this speaks to the, the deliberate attention span that the propaganda and indoctrination allegedly and arguably has come on onto the world, not just in the West. Why can't we look at these old articles and use them to cross-reference with current data points? Why not? Now, if someone can provide a legitimate substantial reason, I will stand corrected. I genuinely mean that. But as of right now, I don't see a reason why this can't be used. Each phase is supposed to go for 18 months, though there doesn't appear to be any component of the project that calls for publicly publishing results found or describing product deliveries after completion. I'm just using their own words. This is fizz.org. Imagine if this was, this was an article published today. There's no way that this headline would have been written like this. And one last thing I'd like to point out with respects to the magneto hydrodynamic generators, folks. Take a look at this right over here. See this right here? Here's a screenshot from one of the pat from the patent, one of them. We have a treater, a magneto hydrodynamic generator, and then we have a transmitter. What's with the with the straight lines and the coils and the rings? Almost as if it's kind of again, August 11th, 1987. Look, here's the patent number. You folks, I encourage you to look it up for yourselves. What is going on here that is creating a situation or a scenario that this has been used for many, many decades, uh, millennia? Does this not remind us of, you know, the pine cones kissing? 
out of you know a confinement does this not remind us of what's inside of old microwaves perhaps even new ones in some cases with respects to the um with respects to the uh things like for example magnetrons and all, all of that kind of stuff with these microwaves confining we could say a, a cylindrical and and pyramid shaped cone almost as if the energy always needs to be confined that way just like in ancient mesopotamia just like in ancient sumer right the pine cones kissing now what seems to come out of the pine cones kissing apparatus here is something that quote unquote quantum physics again there's the word quantum they'll leave it vague on purpose has substantiated with things like this for example right now again this is the uh, electric permittivity right relative to that of the magnetic permeability relative to the k variable and we can talk about you know schwinger limits and things like this for those that are into the you know more technical side this has to do with angular acceleration you name it but this is right out of an academic paper again does this not look like the plasma man that we just drew in various forms either way the pine cones are kissing there is a vertex touching in other words the the confined peak or tip of the respective body of mass is touching one another so again th it's all open data I mean, tell me, please tell me if I'm missing something. I genuinely mean it. But at the end of the day, the solutions are there. The solutions are there. But maybe, maybe such solutions are not allowed to be put right in front of our faces in a way that's solvable and workable because of things, because of programs like this, perhaps. I'm not saying it's for better or worse. There's good and bad to everything, just like any tool, if you will, just depends on how you use it. But I mean, it's right there. So let me know what you think, folks. And thank you so very much for watching um, this new, I've decided to make it a bit of a series emergency broadcast episode number two. I'm trying to keep them short and not overly long. And we'll catch all of you very, very soon. Cheers.